right, all right. How we doing out there tonight? Welcome to BGTV. Another Sunday night here at 7 o'clock. It has just been an amazing journey. Thank you for tuning in with us. We are here every Sunday night at 7. We got some awesome things coming up for the new year, so be sure to tune in. Just want to let you know right now, the last two weeks of December, uh, Sundays will fall on Christmas Eve and New Year, so we will not be meeting on those nights, but we got some cool stuff that we're going to be launching in the new year, so you want to make sure that you stay tuned for those. We'll be announcing those coming up soon here in the next few weeks. So make sure you comment tonight, hit the like button, hit the hearts, all the kind of stuff out there. If you have any prayer requests, make sure you comment because we want to be praying for those here on the show or also during the week. Also, please uh, like and subscribe and continue to share this with everybody out there because our show continues to grow every week. And if you'll like, share, subscribe, it will continue to help us reach more people and more people will continue to see what God is doing right here on BGTV. So thank you so much for tuning in every week and uh, let us know where you're watching from. That's always fun to see where people are watching from and the comments that we get all week. I just want to say thank you for all the encouragement that you have given to me and to Haley and to everybody that um, is just um, helping us put all of this together. So thank you for all of your encouragement. Just an update on our baby. She's about seven weeks old. Tomorrow she's doing great. Our little baby girl, Hope. Hope to have her back here on the show soon. But uh, a lot of you guys have been asking and praying and thank you so much for everything. It's just been an awesome addition to mine and Haley's life and just wanted to give you an update, let you know she is doing great. She is seven weeks old. She's almost 12 pounds, so she is growing. And yes, pray for us that we can get some sleep. <laughs> so I uh, love you guys, man. Thank you for everything. And tonight, we are talking about some things that I just believe are going to really help each person out there. So welcome to episode 31. We are talking about seven things that hinder your relationship with God. Did you know that the Barna Group did a study and they said that 70% of high school students who enter college as a professing Christian will leave with little or no faith? What is happening to these people? Did you know that in Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is talking about the end times, that he says out of his own mouth that many people in the end times will fall away from their faith? How can we make sure that we are not one of these people? In this show tonight, we'll be talking about the things that are causing people to fall away from the faith. We'll also be talking about how you can overcome them and how you can make sure that you're not one of those that fall away from the faith because the enemy, his main target is to get as many people as he can to fall away from the faith, turn their back on Jesus, and most of what we're going to be talking about tonight. So in this video, Video, you will discover seven things that hinder your relationship with God and could eventually help you to fall away from the Lord if that is what you desire to do. There's so many people out there right now that are turning their back on the Lord. So in this video, you will discover things that are causing people to fall away from the Lord. But this is what is so encouraging. When we find out what the seven hindrances are, 
then what we can do is make sure that we are not going to fall into those seven hindrances. And so let's talk about it tonight. Let's dive right into the show. And then number the number one hindrance, I believe, of people that's keeping them from growing close to the Lord, that's hindering in their relationship with God, I believe number one is people forget about eternity. Yes, it's forgetting about eternity. Eternity is real. That's what people forget about the most. They believe that this life is all that's worth living for. We try to accumulate as much as we can in this life, and we forget about the next. We forget to store things up in the next life. Um, eternity is real. I've got a verse here in Ecclesiastes 3.1. Check out this verse right here. It says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity in their hearts. Look at that. He has put eternity in all of our hearts. God has put eternity in every one of us, but that eternity seems to fade out of people's minds. It fades out of people's focus. And I believe the number one thing that causes people to um, fall away from their relationship with God that hinders them from growing close to God and be intimate with Him is people forget about eternity. So where you spend eternity is based on your decision to believe in the gospel of Jesus. How you spend your eternity is based on what you do to help build the kingdom of God. I really believe that the Bible is clear that Jesus will come and that he will reward each person for what they have done on this earth to build his kingdom. You know why I believe that? It's because the last, one of the last paragraphs in the entire Bible in Revelation, Jesus says right here in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12, he says, look, I am coming soon. Let's pause right there. Jesus says, I am coming soon. That means eternity is real. He's coming to get his bride, but people forget about it. We get distracted with the world. We forget that eternity is real. If we forget to prepare for eternity. Jesus said, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me and I will give to each person according to what they have done. What have you done for the kingdom of God? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? Because Jesus will come bringing his reward to give those rewards out to everyone according to what they have done. Eternity is so real. It, Jesus comes and he offers us eternal life. Did you know that the only person that can offer you eternal life is Jesus? See, right now, the only person that has one of these right here, these BGTV mouse pads, is me. I'm the only one that can offer you one of these BGTV mouse pads. You know what that means? You have to come to me to get one. Did you know that Jesus is the only one that has eternal life in his grasp. He's the only one that has it. That means you can you have to go to Jesus to get eternal life. In John chapter 17 verse 3, listen to this verse right here. It says, "And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent." Did you know it says this is eternal life that you may know Jesus. 
So the enemy would want to do what? He would want to make sure that you forget about eternity. He wants to make sure you forget about knowing Jesus because Jesus is the only one that can offer you eternal life. And so I really believe here in the end times that the enemy has done so good to get people to forget about eternity. Because if you are so focused on this life, you're not going to do anything to store up things in heaven. You're not going to do anything to prepare for where you're going for eternity. You're not going to do anything to tell the people around you that heaven is real, that hell is real, that Jesus is offering an eternal relationship with you. You know what? If we forget about eternity, it's not an urgency to go out there and tell people about Jesus. The enemy is doing overtime right now to make sure that we forget about eternity and we don't really believe that it's real or that it's coming soon and we just it just gets off our radar. So number one is people forget about eternity. People simply forget to live for the next life and their entire attention is focused on this life. I want to ask you tonight, where is your attention focused? What are you focused on? Are you focused on eternity? Because eternity is in your heart. When I say that word, eternity, what does it do to your spirit? What happens inside of you? To me, when I hear the word eternity, man, it just moves me to grow closer to God and to begin to prepare for my eternal dwelling with him and to tell as many people as I can about Jesus, knowing that Jesus is coming soon to give his reward to those who have done things for the kingdom of God. So number one is forgetting about eternity. What is number two? The number two. The second thing that I believe that is hindering people in their relationship with God is people are going their own way. The Bible says it in this word, kick against the goad. What does that mean? I want to share a verse with you, first of all, and then you can I'll show you a picture. It says we this is in Acts chapter 26, verse 14. It says, we all fell to the ground and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Now, Paul was on the way to Damascus to destroy Christians, to imprison them, to, to kill them. He was destroying the church. Jesus meets him on the road to Damascus and says this verse right here. He says, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against the goats. Now, what does that mean? I've got some pictures here for you tonight. I want to show you um, what that says right here. It says, it's hard for you to kick against the, <coughs> the excuse me tonight. It's hard for you to kick against the goats. Now, what happens is, is an ox is yoked up with its shepherd. It's yoked up in this harness right here so that it can harvest now, what is a goad? A goad is this stick right here. It's a stick made out of wood or it's made out of metal. It has, a, has a, it has a metal point on the end that's really, really sharp to help keep the ox in line so they can harvest. So if the ox tries to get off path 
All the shepherd has to do is has to just prod him with that metal sharp point and it will move the ox back onto the path where he's supposed to be. What Jesus was saying to Paul here, he's saying, Paul, you are way off path and I'm going to have to prod you. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to poke you with this goad. I'm going to have to get you back onto the path. Now, if the ox would fight against the goad, if they would kick against the goad, then what they were doing was that they were they were causing themselves pain because when they were kicking against the goad, that metal point was going further into their skin. And so the kicking against the goad is something that the God really put on my spirit this week. I want to stop right here for a moment because I really believe there's people out there that are going your own way and you're causing yourself some your own pain or your own frustration because God has asked you to go this way and you are trying to go this way. When we give our lives to Jesus, we yoke up with Jesus. He becomes our shepherd. He guides us into a great harvest and the goat is in God's hand, but God only uses it to help us, to help us get on the path that is best for us. See, uh, uh, the ox would eventually learn to submit to the direction their master wanted them to go because he kept, he didn't want to go against the goad anymore. He didn't want to get poked and prodded anymore. And I believe there's some people out there tonight that are getting poked. You're getting prodded by life. And it simply is simply this, is God uses the goad. He uses the prod only when he has to. It's not something he does to discipline us all the time or because he's mad at us. Nope, he does it for our good. Because see, the ox doesn't understand when he's on the right path, he's harvesting a field to bring many crops. When you get off the path in your life, God will put a prod out there. He will goad you. He will help you get back to the path. And if you fight it and you don't submit to the master's plan, you're getting off the path that's going to bring the biggest harvest for your life. So God's looking out for you because he wants you to have the best life possible. He wants you to harvest the most possible that you can. And he knows that happens when you're on the path that he has for you. So you're yoked up with Jesus, but it takes not only yoking up with Jesus, it takes you submitting to Jesus and not fighting against his will. See, the goat is in God's hand for your good. He only uses it when you get off the path of your harvest. You got to think about that. God loves us so much. He disciplines those he loves because he wants us on the path that's going to be the best for his kingdom and the best for our lives. See, I believe there's people out there tonight that are experiencing some self-inflicted pain, some self-inflicted frustration because God is asking you to go one way and you are going another way. Who are you tonight? Are you out there? Comment. Let me know if this is helping you tonight. I really, really believe that there are some people out there that need to hear this and you need to hear the word of God just as Paul did on the road to Damascus. It changed his life forever. I believe there's somebody out there tonight 
who's kicking against the goad. And Jesus is telling you through this camera, through me, through my voice, to you, through his word. And he's saying, quit kicking against the goad and get on the path that I have for you. And you'll see there's going to be so much that I have in store for you. There's a purpose out there you could never, ever believe. See, God is trying to prod you. He's trying to turn you in an area of your life. And when you fight this drawing of the Father or the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the goat goes deeper into you and causes more pain. So if you're going through some pain, if you're going through some things, you need to evaluate your life and see, is it self-inflicted pain? Is it self-inflicted frustration? Because if it is, that's something you can do very easily to what? To make sure you get back on the path and then this will not happen anymore. You won't find that pain because you got to submit to your master. You got to submit to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, number 3, the third thing that hinders our relationship with God is simply ignoring the voice of God. How in the world can you grow in your relationship with God if you ignore the voice of God? If I wanted to grow in my relationship with Haley, my wife, and I just kept ignoring her voice, she would get mad at me. She would get upset with me. It would put a wedge in between our relationship, and it would be hard for us to grow closer to each other. There's some verses in Psalm 95. I'm going to read some verses, 95, 6 through 10. It says, Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our God, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in Meribah, as you did that day at Manasseh, in the wilderness where your ancestors tested me and they tried me. Though they had seen what I did, for 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. See, God is our shepherd and we are in his we're in his pasture and he we're his flock and we're under his care. And the only way that we can continue to be under his care if we stay close to him and we hear his voice when he calls out to us. Jesus actually says that his sheep know his voice. You know what? It's not only just as important to know his voice as it is to obey his voice. Because if you just know the voice of God and you don't obey the voice of God, then you're going to be in trouble. And your relationship with God is going to be hindered. And you're going to be wondering why you're wandering around in life and so many things are attacking you. It's because you're away from the shepherd. You're not spending time with the shepherd. So spend time with the shepherd. Grow close to God. Listen to his voice. I want to say, is your heart bowed down in worship? Is it in surrender to your shepherd? You are either a part of the people in his pasture listening to his voice or you are not. Are you listening to the voice of God here in this moment? He is only trying to help you and lead you into green pastures, into fresh water. If you're tired and you're, you're um, stuck in your relationship with God, and you're looking for something out there that's fresh and clean and, and, and rest and I'm telling you, you got to listen to the Lord. He's trying to lead you to new waters, to new fields, to new pastures. But you got to listen to his voice. It says in that verse, do not harden your heart 
by ignoring the voice of God. He's simply trying to guide you so that number two and three can work together. Don't kick against the goad. Don't ignore the voice of God. His sheep will always be obedient to his ways. So are you a part of the peoples whose hearts are going astray? Are you listening to God? Last part of that verse, it says, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. Do you know the ways of God? Are you following God? Is he your shepherd? Are you listening to his voice? If you don't listen to his voice, it's going to hinder your relationship with God. You know, the writer of Hebrews, it also gives us a warning about don't harden our hearts. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7, it says, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. I'm crying out to you tonight. If you're hearing the voice of God in any area of your life, do not harden your heart. Do not ignore the voice of God. God is reaching out to us here in these end times. He's speaking to us through his, through his Holy Spirit, through his word. He's speaking to us through the people around us, and he wants you to listen to him, obey him. There's things in your life you need to get rid of. There's things you need to get in order. And the only way you can is by listening to the voice of God. You know what? There's a story in my life where I was not listening to the voice of God. And, I, you know, growing up and I was a big gambler. I love to gamble. I love to play poker. I love to go to casinos. I love to do all these things. But the Lord kept telling me every time I would go, I would listen to his voice and I would hear him tell me, Brad, don't go to this place. Don't go to this casino. Don't Go there and take your money and gamble your money. And, y'all, I got such in a, a huge gambling debt that I couldn't even hardly pay it off. I didn't even know how in the world I was going to pay all of this back. And the, the whole time, the voice of the Lord was telling me not to do these things. But guess what? I kept doing them and dug myself a hole so deep that there was it was impossible for me to get out of. And I had to quit kicking against the goads and I had to surrender to the voice of the Lord. And when I did, God began to bless me and help me pay off the gambling debts that I've had. So where is it in your life that you've gotten off path by ignoring the voice of God? I promise you this, if you'll get back on the path that God has for you, that you will Find yourself in a place where he begins to bless you and help you dig yourself out of the holes that you've been in because God loves helping his people when they grow close to him. So we've talked about the first three things that hinder you in your relationship with God. These three things, I believe, can really wreck a relationship with God. If you are forgetting about eternity, ignoring the voice of God, and you are kicking against the goads, going your own way, these things will keep you from following where Jesus has for you to go. Number four, what is number four? The fourth thing that I believe is a very big hindrance to people in their relationship with God is letting things into your eyes and ears that you know don't need to be there. 
What is it that you're allowing to come into your eyes? What is it that you're allowing to come into your ears that are hurting you, hurting your relationship with God? Because when you let things into your body, through your eyes, it hinders your relationship with God. When you let evil things, when you let dark things in, it takes away the light. Let me, let me prove it to you by a verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. It says this, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? How great is that darkness? What you allow to come into your eyes is either going to illuminate you and help you to grow closer to God. (coughs) Excuse me. Or it's going to grow darker. Your eyes are going to grow darker. And when your whole body is full of darkness, man, it's just a place that you just feel dirty. You feel in all it, it comes down by what you allow into your eyes, into these lenses. Did you know that you can be full of light? You can collect light with your eyes. You can collect the light of God with your eyes by reading his word, by worshiping, by praying, just by being around people, by watching, listening to good things. And when you allow these your ears to hear things that aren't good, music, television, whatever it may be, when those things just come up, you know, when you're around a an, um, an environment and it begins to come into you, you eventually become what you're hanging around. You, begin to, you eventually become like who you are hanging around. And so I just want you to think about this is what are you allowing into your eyes? What are you allowing into your ears? I want to tell you a story about what God told me to do years ago when I was really working on my relationship with God. God began to show me. He said, Brad, the things that you are letting in through your ears are hindering your relationship with me. Because, see, every time I was getting in the car, I was turning on the radio. I was turning on the CD player. Yeah, I was a CD player back then and back in the good old days. And, you know, back in the days when you had to have a CD player, you plugged into your tape deck and then you had to put it on a you had to put it on a towel. So the vibration didn't mess it up. If you know what I'm talking about, give me a comment out there. But you know what? I, I would every time I got in the car, I would be turning on music, music I didn't need to be listening to music that I always heard all my friends, you know, playing and. You know what God told me to do? He said, Brad, I want you to fast 40 days with, with no music in the car. And man, I was like, wow, this is going to be tough. And so I, I said, God, I want to do it because I want to grow closer to you. And you know what I did for 40 days? Every time I got in the car, I turned nothing on. And I just simply began to talk to God and listen to God. And it was amazing of all the things that began to come into my mind, into my heart, into my spirit when I began to just talk with God and to listen to God. Because I spent a lot of time in the car driving from work, driving from school. And I began to grow closer to God. And I began to watch the things of the world just flush out. And after those 40 days, I didn't want to listen to that music anymore. I didn't want to listen to the things of the world anymore. And so what are you watching on your computer? What are you watching on your TV? You know what? Take time away from your computer. Take fast your computer, fast TV for a minute and say, you know what, God, I'm going to do this because I want to grow closer to you because the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be healthy. So Evaluate what are you letting into your eyes and your ears because that will hinder your relationship 
with God. So that was number four. Number five, the thing, number five that I believe is hindering people's relationship with God is the weight in the sin that easily entangles that we just allow to stay in our lives. The little simple things that we think are no big deal, these weights that we just carry around for no apparent reason. reason. We just haven't put our effort into putting them down. And you know that God's asking you to put them down and it's time to put those down because they are hindering your relationship with God. Yes, sin hinders your relationship with God. See, just like a minute ago, I put this mouse pad up. See, right now, if I put this up right here, you can't see my face. This mouse pad is hindering you from seeing me. When you sin, these little, these little weights, these little sins that easily entangle, they get in between you and the Lord in your relationship with Him, and they hinder your intimacy with Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. See, the Bible is telling us that we are in a race. We are in a spiritual race that God has marked out for us. And I'm asking you tonight, what are the things that are hindering you from running the race the best way that you can? The Bible tells us right here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Throw off all the things that are hindering you. What what is hindering you tonight? As I go through this list of seven things, there are other things out there. What are the things that are hindering you in your relationship with God? These are weights that are weighing you down in your race that God has marked out for you to run. So what is hindering you? It's time to throw those things off. It's simple, y'all. It's our decision if we want to grow closer to God or not. Do you want to grow closer to God? If you do, then you will begin to work on throwing off the things that are hindering you in your race that you're running for God. So some of the things as I was growing up in my relationship with God, the first thing that God really pointed out to me is I was trying to really, I was 20 years old and I was trying to grow close to the Lord. The first thing that God asked me to lay down was drinking. He was asking me to lay it down, say, Brad, put away this drinking because it's, it's, it was, I was spending way too much money. I was lying to my parents. I was lying to my friends. I was lying to God. I was, you know, I was lying to everybody about me drinking and I was making bad decisions when I would drink. And so God asked me to lay down drinking. And that was one of the things that was hindering me. When I laid it down, I began to grow closer to God. Other things he asked me to lay down were certain friends in my life. The Bible says that um, bad character, I mean, bad company corrupts good character. God didn't tell me to never speak to these people again, but he told me to distance myself from them, not to be on their turf or not to, you know, but to just and if I was going to hang out with them, have them where I would be at my house or maybe some neutral turf like Taco Bell or something like that, but not going on their turf where I would be involved in what they were doing. And so I began to distance myself from these friends that were bringing me down. And these were some things that were hindering me in my relationship with God. And when I began to distance myself from people that didn't want to walk close 
connect with God, I begin to grow closer to God. Also, like I talked about earlier, gambling was a big thing. That's been a lifelong process for me. It was the last thing that I really laid down. It's been a lifelong process for me to lay down gambling because it was something that was I was really addicted to. But as I began to lay that down, it really helped me to grow closer to God. For some of you out there, maybe gossip and slander where you talk about people all the time and it's really hurting your relationship with God or cursing people. Then there's people I'm around sometimes that are just always cursing. And I know that has to be something that the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. If, if you're out there tonight and you have um, a tongue that is just caught up and addicted to cursing, I'm telling you right now that the Bible tells us that we shouldn't curse and preach the gospel with the same tongue. There shouldn't be fresh water and salt water coming out of the same stream. Is that God is wants to clean up our mouth. And I'm telling you, when we're always saying those things out there, especially when we're saying GD, can I just pause for a moment? And if you're saying GD and you're in love, you feel like you're in love with Jesus and you're walking close to Jesus and you want to grow close to God, I'm telling you, the Bible says to not take the Lord's name in vain. This may not be a popular teaching, but I really don't care because I I know that it hurts the Lord. It hurts our relationship with God. And if God tells us not to take his name in vain, I know that his last name doesn't start with a D. And I'm telling you, it's it's something that we as the bride of Christ need to clean up. We need to clean up our mouths. We need to clean up and not putting God in in our conversation in that way. And so one of the things we can also clean up is just the way we speak, the way that we talk, the way we talk to other people, the way we talk to authority. There's things in our life that we can get rid of so that we can grow closer to God. These are some things that would hinder you in your relationship with God. So I'm just asking you tonight, what is hindering your relationship with God? Number six, we've talked about five things that have hindered our relationship with God. Number six thing that I believe that is hindering people's relationship with God is simply this. People are chasing after the things of this world. People start out when they give their life to Jesus, going after God with all they have. But eventually the enemy gets to us and begin to our eyes begin to just be focused on the things of this world instead of on Jesus. The Bible tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. When our eyes are on Jesus and eternity and knowing that eternity is real, we begin to focus on the right things. But in Mark chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, the Bible tells us how we are chasing after the things of this world. So it says, still others... Like seed among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. This verse comes from a parable of the sower, where the seeds were thrown, were, were, were sown, some on a rocky path, some on, uh, uh, you know, on the, on the path where the birds came and ate it. This is the one that's talking about the seeds were sown among thorns, things that begin to distract our lives. This says right in here, it says that the deceitfulness of wealth can be something that hinders our relationship with God. Desire for other things come in and choke out the word of God. It says right here that the worries of this life is something that chokes out the word of God. And when we're choking out the word of God, it's definitely choking out things that that it's joking. It's choking out the intimacy that we have with God. So what is choking out the word of God in your life? 
What's choking out the intimacy that you have with God? Let me just pause for a moment and just tell you that God wants you to know that he is in love with you and that he wants intimacy with you here on this earth. He didn't just send Jesus so you could spend eternity in heaven. He wanted friends. He wanted people that would be intimate with him and to know him while they walked on this earth. Enoch walked close, so close to God that God ended up taking him. Adam and Eve, they walked close with God in the garden before they fell. And they began to walk close with God again after they um, after they fell and after they came back to the Lord and began to walk with God in the cool of the day. God wants to spend time with you. He wants to walk with you and he wants to talk with you. And that leads us into number seven. Number seven, the seventh thing that I believe hinders people in their relationship with God is no time. If you don't spend any time with God, then there's no way you can grow closer to him. And I believe that we spend so much time so busy on the things of this life. Even it can be ministry. It can be good things. It can be focused on things all around us that are good. But if we don't put God first, the Bible tells us simply is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength, and then to love our neighbor as ourself. That is the number one commandment that Jesus gives us. But let me tell you this. It's impossible to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength if you're not spending any time with him. The, the seventh thing that hinders us in our relationship with God is spending no time with him. The Bible tells us in John 15, Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What does that last part say? It doesn't say you can do some things. It doesn't say you can do half things. It says you can do nothing if you're not connected to Jesus, if you're not spending time with him. So I pray that as you... Watch this video. I pray that my, my prayer is really that you're inspired to turn this video off. And to, as you, it goes off and that you'll spend time with Jesus. My prayer is simply that you will turn when, you, when this video is off, when this show is over, that you will get your Bible and begin to read it. That you'll turn off the TV and you'll begin to worship God to some worship songs. Or you'll go sit in a chair and just in silence and just listen to the voice of God. Because I'm telling you right now, there are things in our life that are hindering us from growing close to Jesus. And I just wanted to bring a few things to the table tonight and just see if, if these things are hindering you in your relationship with God. I really believe that they are. Jesus tells us out of his own mouth that in the end times that many people will fall away from the faith. And it only happens when the seven things that I just talked about tonight happen. And the first one, just to, just to sum them up, is have you forgotten about eternity? Eternity is real. And when you're driven by eternity, it moves you to fall in love with Jesus and to continue in relationship with him. The second thing is going your own way. Are you kicking against the goad? Have you, are you going your own way even though you're yoked up with Jesus? Listen to Jesus. Submit to your master. Su surrender to him. 
The third one is, are you ignoring the voice of God? If you're ignoring the voice of God, there's no way to grow closer to God. So do not harden your hearts any longer, but listen to what he is telling you to do. You know, number four was letting things into your eyes, letting things into your ears that don't need to be there. Number five is getting rid of the simple weights, the simple sins that easily entangle that you've had around for a long time. Yes, those things do get in between your relationship with God. Number six was chasing after the things of this world. If you begin to chase after money and cars and houses and popularity and fame, when you go after the things of this world, it begins to choke out the word. It chokes out your relationship with God. And of course, like I just said number seven the biggest hindrance i really believe is that we spend we don't spend enough time with him or no time with him if you're not spending any time with him there's no way to grow close to the lord if i don't spend any time with my wife my relationship our marriage will begin to fall apart so please spend some time with jesus because he is just dying to spend time with you tonight so thank you so much for watching tonight i got people that are watching from all over. I thank you guys for, for commenting. I thank you for being a part of BGTV every single week. And i got some big things coming up soon. We've got some new shows that are going to be coming to BGTV. We're going to be launching some new things here coming up in the beginning of January. And if you miss it earlier, I just wanted to let you know that at the end of December, December the 24th and the 31st, we'll be taking a break because that's Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. And I'm taking that break to get ready for the new things that are coming in January. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss them. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It has been an awesome, awesome episode. And I just pray that you have a great week. If you have any prayer requests, please type them in the comments. We'd love to pray for you. So we'll see you here next week, 7 o'clock, Sunday night, right here at BGTV. Have a great week.